friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. I'm really pleased that you have joined me today, that you've chosen to be here. I'm really pleased about that. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host. Now, today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Yemi Adadeji, Canon Yemi Adadeji. And uh, he's a friend of mine. We're on the Spring Harvest planning group together and he's a total legend. Whilst at the same time, and you'll hear me say this in the episode as I interview him, he totally intimidates me as well. His prayer life uh, is just incredible and it's genuine. Like you meet some Christians, don't you, who they, they spout all this stuff about their prayer life, but they're not actually doing it. This is a guy that actually does it. And I think one of the key things to say up front, many of us will hear what Yemi has to say around prayer and we're like, wow, I'm just not there. We feel intimidated and we don't raise our game. The question for us is how do we raise our game around prayer and fasting? Fasting isn't something that's a part of my regular Christian life. You know, I fast sporadically, but I want to be able to do it more. I want to be able to understand it and do it. So we're going to talk about fasting. We're going to talk about prayer today. So I hope you find that really helpful. Now, before we go on, just a reminder, there's not many weeks left now. Lent is coming fast. And we have got this book for Lent, Apprentice to Jesus, Walking in the Way of Jesus 40 Days. We want Jesus to be our blueprint and during Lent the podcast will be off air and what will be happening is we're doing four Monday evening webinars that are coaching webinars around discipleship we're going to be looking at some really exciting topics all the ones we are going to be looking at I'll share with you now we're going to be exploring the idea of how do we learn to receive God's forgiveness but also to forgive ourselves Discipleship is more like spirals than straight lines. We end up going around in circles sometimes. So we're going to explore discipleship on a spiral journey when we keep going back to the same thing over and over. Why am I not getting any better at this? How do we break out of some of those spirals? What does it look like to to change the rhythms of our lives so we don't keep ending up where we once were? I would love to invite you, personally invite you, to join me on these free webinars. To do that, there's an invite in the show notes to just sign up on Eventbrite. Now there's four sessions each week looking at a different topic. So if you sign up for week one, you'll get an invite for all the weeks. If you only sign up for one of the weeks, you'll only get an invite for that one week. Actually, that invite will get you in to every Monday night, but you want to sign up at least for week one. Uh, so just encourage you to do that. Come and join me. And as a part of that, there'll be Q&A. You get to ask questions on discipleship. So sign up for that. Get the book. Let's do Lent together. But here we go. Today, a little interview with Yemi on prayer and fasting. Yemi, welcome to Making Disciples. I don't know why it took me so long to get you on, to be honest. Oh, well, it's because um, you are famous and I'm I'm just an ordinary guy. And so it's a privilege to have me. And so I'm <laughs> really excited. <laughs> Yemi, you are a canon. A canon yeah. in the church. Yeah, I am. Actually, I'm going to be double canon soon uh, because it's not public yet. Should I be saying this? Because, okay, I will not name it. Because one of the dioceses, uh, one of the bishops in the diocese in the Church of England is actually um, offering me, is he offering? or uh, <laughs> To become uh, what they call the extra diocesan uh, honorary canonry um, in the next few months. So we are on another discussion. So that will be my second canonry, or whatever we wow. call it. <laughs> and there's some of us that don't even have one. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds good, doesn't it? 
Well, look, Yemi, I, I want to talk to you about prayer and fasting. I'm going to be very honest with you and upfront. I think I've jokingly said this to you before, but your prayer life is intimidating. It's inspiring whilst at the same time intimidating. And um, you do intimidate me around prayer, not just because you seem to have a sweet spot when it comes to prayer. There's something about your prayer life that I want to kind of draw from you today. And I want to hear, I want you to coach me around fasting. Right. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put it this way around. I don't want to just interview you about fasting. I want you to coach me because in my church tradition, I'm an evangelical charismatic. We do a lot of prayer ministry. We, we love praying for the work of the Holy Spirit, but fasting hasn't always known its place. Or we've not known the place of fasting. Uh, within that it's not taught a great deal so I want you to coach me today on fasting and I want to ask what I would say are the questions that my peers are asking or my friends are asking or what others in the podcast have emailed me in asking about fasting um so I, just what what time do you wake up in the morning to pray um ideally ideally on a good day that would be about four o'clock and then when I wake up at four o'clock I will spend about because i'm a morning person so i'll spend about the first hour just to reflect just to pray and uh, just to do the normal thing people do you know a good christian but it doesn't end there because i've come to learn that uh, uh taking a particular time to pray is discipline but a continuous prayer life is mm -hmm. what is key so it's not only in the morning i I just drove out a few minutes ago while I was in the car. I just said, oh, my, it's 12 o'clock or something like that. So, oh, let me pray. So I remember something. So I'll probably finish this in a few minutes' time. I'll just have a spare time and you'll call to me that, uh, oh, it's like talking to your father. I say, dad, hi, how are you? Are you still there? How are you doing? Great to see you, dad. It's such a great time to just to, it's, it's, I think it's when prayer doesn't become religious, it becomes a relationship. And then you see God as a father. And so if, you, if, if, it's, if it's my father, I don't need to say, I say hello in the morning and that's it. Or when I'm going to bed, I say good night, dad. So it's all the time because it's around me. It's with me. I'm saying, dad, how are you doing? And that dropped things on my heart. You know, why don't you pray for Chris? And then I just say, oh, dad, uh, I'm praying for Chris. And that's dropped something else in my heart because I am praying his will. The Bible say, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the eyes of God searches to and fro, whose heart is perfect towards him so that he can make himself strong. So that means God is looking on the face of the earth every time. Ooh, where's Chris? Where's Yemi? Mm. Oh, his heart is perfect. So you got to make me, you got to uh, let, let, let me just use him right now to pray for this, to pray for this, to pray for this. And so it's presenting ourselves in that mood that God can just tap our heart and say, pray for this thing, pray for that thing. And it's just a conversation. I don't need to be too, to, to kind of uh, act so religious order or something like that. It's a conversation in a personal prayer with God. It's, it's only different when we're having a corporate prayer or we are, we are doing intercession. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I I agree with you 98% of what you've just said. Do you know what the 2% is that I didn't agree with you? Right. 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's over a time. I just don't know. I wake up, I'm a morning person. I wake <laughs> up in the morning, and then the first thing you want to do is that, okay, now that I'm awake. It's, it's like, you know, when you get used to it, it's like, you're, it's like your dad waking you up in the morning. Wake up, son. It's time to catch up. It's time to meet up. Okay. And, and it's beautiful. You know, it's just a relationship stuff. 
I, I love that. I am definitely not a morning person. <laughs> well, it could be any time. It doesn't mean to be morning. My wife is not like that. My wife go, goes like, oh, not again. Can you just go to the spare room? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, 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 I'm, I've really, I, I, prayer is a part of my spirituality. It's a part of my daily rhythm. I start my day in prayer, but I just, if I get out of bed before 7.30, everything goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't, you know, and, and I remember one of our old bishops, you know, John Sentamu was my bishop in Birmingham and he would say, you know, set your alarm 6am. Yeah. My day goes bad. If I get up at six o'clock, I just can't, even if I go to bed earlier, it just doesn't, work for me yeah um but it's finding that rhythm isn't it and yeah, so this it's finding is, what works for you it's finding what so, works for you. so let's talk about fasting then because this is the, why why do we fast let me ask that question question for why do we fast what's it's the biblical. it's biblical yeah yeah why, why do we fast is very biblical as you go throughout the bible in the old testament in the new testament either jesus either the apostle they fasted moses fasted for 40 days, no water, no, no food. It's, we call it the absolute fast before mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. Ezra fasted. Isaiah called for, called for the people that this is not the kind of fast that God asked you to. And then it's a kind of a fast, you know. And then Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, yeah. Uh, the, the, Jesus also told the, the disciples that uh, when you fast, he didn't say, he <laughs> said when that means you have to do it when you fast so it's, it's like saying it's part of your life which you must do we we, we read about the uh, the widow uh, in the gospel of luke 84 year old widow who was in the temple who was always fasting and praying and then in the acts 13 the apostles pray before they uh, before before they when they were praying they say after fasting i'm praying so why do we then fast and pray? You begin to look like you fast and pray to get God's direction. You fast and pray for consecration. You fast and pray for getting, uh, for getting the mind of God. You, you fast and pray many times to get intimacy with God, to know the mind of God. And you fast and pray for guidance when you want, when you want a guidance for God to lead you through in what you need to do. Now, the question you have for me, for example, now, and, and I say that with total humility, um, for the whole of this month, I am fasting, not only me, uh, with a team of other people, right? So we are fasting uh, every day, uh, every day. We, in fact, I was telling my wife yesterday that when I break, I break with the light vegetables at six o'clock. And I said to her that uh, I feel like God is calling me to do, to go for three days without even anything. Because he, he, he does, because what happens is we're not fasting for God. We are fasting for ourselves. God doesn't need our fast. God, not, not at all. We are fasting for to have a to have an inner inner expression of what we have that our mess are filled and something like that it begins to show up when we're fasting. Because the more you fast, the more you feel closer to God. That is, if you are fasting and praying, not just going on a uh, not, not not going on a diet trip, <laughs> but you are actually in consecration in fasting because. Uh, one of the beautiful fasting for me, the beautiful, the beautiful thing about this fasting is that uh, we choose three times a day to pray, six to seven for one hour during this fasting, twelve to one in the afternoon, and then nine to ten. Now you can't be praying three hours a day and then fasting. It changes something about you, Chris. I'm telling you, it breaks something off your being. 
your distract the things that easily distract you just gets away because you 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 feel this you feel this sense of a being clean being washed and then you will hear clearly from God and then you see that your what you are praying for changes from about me and you begin to see God in trying to teach you what to pray for that is in his own heart so it's a beautiful thing if not for anything for health purpose you, mm. de- you detox. <laughs> okay, so I, I love that. And I think what you're talking about is investing into a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's just, fasting is the purpose of that relationship. I love, you know, fasting isn't for us, it's for God. And so, isn't for God, it's for us. It's for us. It's yeah, for yeah. us. Okay, so, right, let me, next question then, because I've got friends who fast, fast, fast. Uh, whenever they want to see a breakthrough, they fast. Mm-hmm. Because for them, when they fast, it supercharges their prayers. Uh, where, where, what's the place of fasting? If you want to get God's attention or something you're praying for, is it appropriate to fast? You know, if for, so, for example, if I want to see something happen, it's not happening. People will say, "Well, fast, Chris, mm-hmm. because then you'll get what you're praying for." I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I like about that. That, that becomes fasting becomes bribery. Like, where where is fasting? Therefore, is it about bribing God? I think it's about knowing. It's about knowing the mind of God on what to do. You remember, uh, Jesus said, some things will not go away except by fasting and praying, right? Jesus himself said it, yeah. right? He said, this thing will not go away except by fasting. He, he actually instructed them that they praying alone will not work. It's not going to work. you got to add fasting to it. Now, why did he say fasting? If I put myself in context, you're not fasting so that uh, you can bribe God. You are fasting so that you can know the mind of God in terms of what you need to do. Fasting is for direction. I'm going this way, right? And then you just begin to have a, consecr- you consecrated yourself and you are seeking God and God just say, no, 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 you are, <laughs> you are back in the wrong house, go this way. So our fasting allow God, the what is in the mind of God to be revealed clearly so that we then know the will of God. That's what it does. We are, we are fasting to, to to align ourselves so that we are more clearer, we, we, we hear what God is saying. We almost see it. It's almost in your heart. You, you, you know exactly. It's not for God. Fasting doesn't change God. It changes us so that we can be clearer in our engagement, in, our, in the path, in the way, in what we do to God. That's all it does. We're not going to bribe God for the fasting. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference to God. Whether, whether You're not going to fast to, to change God. You are only going to fast to know the mind of God so that you do the right thing. No, I'm, I'm, I, yes, and amen. I love this. Okay. So I, I'm in agreement with you that fasting helps us with that relationship with God. It's about me hearing Him. I love that phrase, the mind of God. When we fast, we get to know the mind of God because we get into that place of relationship with Him. There are Christians out there. So I listened to a sermon not too long ago where the implication was uh, if there's something God's not doing for you fast, because then you get God's attention and he's going to give you what you're praising. In that context, fasting is, a, is about bribing God. But we're saying like, no, that's, that's actually incorrect theology. We don't, we don't fast to get something from God. We fast to be more intimate with God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look at look through the Bible. Look all the every area where the, the fasting has been. Moses fasted forty days a night uh, in absolute, 
so that it can the, 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 the Ten Commandments can be clearly in the way in which he got it right. You know, uh, uh, Ezra fasted to, to have an humble heart, you know, and, and to get um, for to 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 understand how God will protect them as they move on. I, Isaiah telling the people to say, hey, the, the kind of fast you need to do is to understand that is to take care of the, uh, the people who are on the margins and stuff like that. Jesus fasted not to bribe God. Jesus fasted to come, it's a tension between his divinity and humanity so that he can get a real understanding of how to come into this world to study ministry. Mm. So, for example, when when you uh, when we want to ordain people, when people want to go into ministry at, at times, you ask them to fast, right? So, why are you fasting? Because you are going to be ordained in the ministry. Is it to change to change the mind of God because you want to you want to be a priest? No, so that you can know the path, the direction, the leading of God as you come into the ministry. So, because it's to open up God's mind for you to know the path in which we need to go. So, what am I fasting this month in January? Uh, of all months of all this, what am I doing? I want to know what God has in plan for me for this year. I want to know. You know, I like what Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. He hasn't come to the heart of man what God has made available for those who love him. But it is revealed by the Spirit. Now, how does the Spirit of God reveal what is in the God's mind? You have to come into a place of consecration and say, I don't know what I'm doing this year. I don't know what's happening. Prayer is good, but you know what? Why don't I consecrate myself and seek deeper so that I can know what is in the what is in the mind of God, and then once I know what's in the mind of God, the path and the uh, my path in my way I know is ordained by God. That's what well, apostles when they were going to send them down in Acts 13, he said, Okay, let's fast and pray so that we know who to, so that we can send them out in that context. It's all about direction, it's all about knowing God's mind, it's all about being positioned in the right place that God wants us to be. I love that, Yemi, seeking deeper. Yeah, it's sticking, it's sticking deeper. Love it. Okay, so next question then. So I've had somebody say to me, well, well, Chris, you know, uh, have you done the Daniel fast? You should be doing the Daniel fast. The, you what, the, the, what, the what fast? Have you been doing the Daniel fast? That sounds like a healthy eating thing. <laughs> like, what, what is that, the Daniel? So there's different ways of fasting. Yeah. And, you know, the next question, which is the best one? Uh, which, 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 which gets the best results? <laughs> What's the difference between them? I mean, what? How should we fast? What okay. is the biblical way to fast? Okay, the, I, I guess for me, this is why it is very important to understand the leading of the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. So you have to know. Well, how do we know what God does, God wants us to do by the peace in our heart? So God can tell you, Chris. I want you to have an absolute, I mean, the Spirit of God can tell you and say, why don't you come with me for three days and just forget about food and drink. Let's just, let's just get yourself. That's you. That's your own personal relationship as God is telling you at a particular time. And at a particular time, you can think, you know what? God just wants me to uh, uh, just have a day, just a day to fast. That's all. And things like that. For example, um, Nobody calls fast for me that there's a corporate fast, but at times during the week, I, I might think that, uh, you know what, I need, I, I'm feeling a little bit funny. I need to get, know the mind of God. I need to get closer. I know the mind of God. I'm going to take Thursday and Friday out. Nobody's instructing me. It's just me. 
because I want to be, I want to get closer more to God. If I want to do ministry, I want to go and preach or something or something. Uh, it's normal if I want to go and preach to fast. Why do I fast when I want to preach? Because I want to know what God wants to say to the people. And because I want to know what God wants to say to the people through me, I have to be near the person that will speak to my ear so that through my mouth, I can be speaking what he has spoken to my ears to the people. So the only way I can do that is to consecrate myself, shut down everything that can be a distraction and say, God, it's just between, just, just have a fellowship. Nothing to distract me. No television, no phone, no food, no family, no nothing. Just you and I, God, we're, into, we're in this together. And there's no point in fasting, Chris, and not praying and not studying. It's just an exercise to lose weight. That's all. <laughs> because if you are truly fasting, you have to pray. You have to seek his face. Because it is that that he feeds you. He feeds you. You suddenly open your Bible and say, my God, this thing has been there. How come I didn't know? This is where it comes from. Mm. This is where God's, God's, God's ways and God's path comes from. Yeah. If you're an evangelist, for example, if I'm going to, a true evangelist, when you're going to reach out to minister somewhere, you're going to fast, right? Why, why do you fast? You, you fast for many reasons. Want to know the mind of God. And also, you also, fight, you also fast as, a, as your own spiritual weapon and capacity to engage in that environment. Because, because what, what, what that means is that uh, you are, your relationship and your depth and communion with God is raised to a different level in that context. Because you come against principalities, powers, and everything in there. But how do you fight them? You don't have guns. You don't have what they have. But it is your intimacy and closeness with God that give you that confidence and boldness in the God that you serve. So that when you speak, you speak as if God is speaking. And they know. The kingdom of darkness knows that. And they know that, uh, hey, that guy, ain't, <laughs> he's, not playing, he's not playing soft. That's how to do it. So the key thing really is fasting is just about intimacy. It's creating deeper it's intimacy. It's about intimacy and deep, deep, deeper with God. That's all it's all about. It's all about, because Muslims fast. Why do they fast? Same thing. The idol worshippers, they fast. Why do they fast? So the, 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 there is the power in the fasting. I know that, Chris, because I was born a Muslim. And I also came from a family where we did the African tradition religion. So as a Muslim, we fast 30 days every year and some other days. Mm. In the African tradition religion that I, I was part of, we also do fasting. Why do we fast? It's to be intimate and closer to the God that we are, because what you do, you open yourself up. Fasting, fasting kind of a detox to you of yourself and opens you up to a spirit. Now the question is, what spirit? The beautiful thing about us as a Christian is when we detox ourselves, oh my God, Chris, we pull in the Holy Spirit <laughs> and then we are on fire. <laughs> so um, there are many Christians that fa fasting is just not, you know, I, I'm being, I like to dabble with fasting. I'm, I, I, I don't regularly fast. And I know this is something, this is why I've been doing lots of talking with friends about it. We want to fast more. Um, I often fast when there's something, you know, spring harvest coming up. You and I work together on spring harvest. Yeah. We, we'll have a day where we as a team will fast and pray for spring yeah. harvest. And I will do that. I'll fast and pray for spring harvest. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, a vision uh, season coming up at our church post Easter. We're going to pray and fast as part of that. Now, I want to move away from prayer and fasting because there's something coming up to prayer and fasting just being a part of my regular spiritual disciplines. It's a lifestyle. 
Uh, so this is this is what you know. I'm talking with Raf, who's my assistant pastor, about this. We were only talking about it yesterday, um, and both of us say, you know, we we want to just have this as a daily daily rhythm. Now, I'm somebody who loves their food. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Becky cooked dinner the other day, and it was vegetarian. And I grumbled because it was vegetarian. I, for me, food is a big part. I get, I get angry when I don't eat. Um, <laughs> my wife knows when it hits two o'clock in the afternoon, if I've not had my lunch, I, I get angry. Um, I get grumpy. What, how, would, how should, if I want to do this regularly, I want to make this a, a weekly, monthly rhythm, coach me through how I should move in that. If I suddenly start, you know, you're saying you're, you're going to fast for three days, mate. I'd, I'd die after three hours. <laughs> get me, get me. Gav Calver once tried to get me to run, you know, Yemi. Yeah. <laughs> Gav Calver said, I'm going to get you running. I was like, Gav, you are never going to get me running. It's just not going to happen. My, my body is not designed for running. Uh, there's a process of building up, isn't there? Help me. How do I build up that spiritual yeah. discipline? There are a couple of things. Number one, body. If you have a body, a, a, a desire. Burning. Burning in your heart. Mm. Nobody tells you to fast. You will know that this mountain has to go. And this is just beyond just a five minutes prayer. You need a time to go. Like Esther, when he knew that, when she knew that uh, she has to go and face the king, the Bible says she called the people and said, Come and fast with me. So that burden of the heart makes you to say, like Nehemiah. You know, so this kind of a thing makes you to feel like uh, uh, it's not normal for me. But right now, it's important that I do these things because of the things that is there. Now, the question we need to ask ourselves is, do you often or just once in a while or continually, continually has a heart burden for something? Maybe to see people come to know the Lord. Maybe to see our community change. Maybe to see something. Maybe for someone somewhere that you need. So, so if you carry such pain and such burden in your heart, then you, you, you want to say it's beyond food. You see what I'm saying? Now, it's painful if you have not been used to fasting. And then um, you want to fast for like a whole day. Don't start from a whole day, Chris, because that's the problem. So start from morning till 12 o'clock. Get used to that. Uh, and then as you get, it's very sweet though. It's absolutely enjoyable. So get from money and say, you know what? I'm skipping breakfast. I'm just going to break my fast at 12. You know, something like that. And there's no particular time. And then, but during those time, you put your mind that I'm consecrating myself in relationship with God. It's not impossible at 12 o'clock. You are thinking, no, I'm not even feeling hungry you know, and stuff like that, because you've enjoyed that moment with God, right? And at times you say, you know what, 12 is okay. Let me let me push it to three o'clock, right? Then from three o'clock, let me push it to six o'clock, right? So over a period of time, don't go straight and say, I'm going a whole day not eating. You might not last. <laughs> so start gradually yeah. and start growing yourself in it. But what I say is, don't go hungry by saying I'm fasting. Fasting without praying and spending time with God and his Holy Spirit is an exercise in futility. Mm. You must pray along. You must seek God's heart. God, what would you like? I mean, there must be so how will you want me to do this? What will you want me? And to, even if you don't have anything from God, just sit down and just and just talk to him, Dad, you know, I just love you. 
you are so great. You know, just talk to dad. You know, I call him dad, you know. <laughs> just talk to dad. And say, dad, you know, I'm just so, you know. And, and, and such things are very beautiful because he, he, he wants to hear us have that conversation with him with no distraction. And then when we fast, it's not the time to go on the phone all the time. It's not the time to be on the net. It's not the time to. So we take all, all those times that we should be doing all of that we use it to engage with God. So it's less distraction, more of God. Okay. I like that. I think what, what I'm just taking away from you there, and I'd love you just to clarify this, is therefore there are no rules here. No, there's no, and, rules, no rules. And the purpose behind fasting is about me choosing to go deeper with God. Absolutely, that's it. Therefore, working out what fasting looks like for me. So, okay. I know if I have some breakfast in the morning, I could probably actually skip lunch and go right the way through. And, yeah. and therefore that becomes, oh, hang on, this could be good. I could enjoy that. Yeah. Um, I, do that at times. I do that at times. Yeah, I do that at times because at, at times I would, I, would, I would say, my wife always joke at me and I say, you're just a joker. I say, but it's between God and I. It's got to do with nobody. So <laughs> I, will have, I will have a breakfast and I'll say, that's it. Yeah. I'm not having anything till dinner. But between now and dinner, I just want to just shut my mind off from everything yeah. and just concentrate that I am having this thing with God. And it makes a lot of difference. So you, you have to define it. I mean, nobody's giving the rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. God sees the heart. Is the man that sees the outside. So mm -hmm. is, the, is our heart to God in what we do that matters? It's about drawing closer to him so that we can hear him and we can then become a good servant that hears the instruction from the master. That's all. Can I ask you before we finish about these devices? So this mobile phone I've got in my hand, this thing eats my time. It loves to devour my time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the right place for this device in fasting? How should I, when I'm fasting, do I disconnect from this, disconnect from the internet? What would, what would you say? You find time. For, for example, we use our phone for so many things. We use it for work. We use it for all sorts of things. So in a normal day, you and I, we're busy. We're going to, I'm fasting now. I mean, my phone is here or something like that. But you used to see after work as, as you're fasting, but it is the distract. You can say, you know what? I'm not going on any of the social media page because it can suck you in. Mm. It, that, that, you can be hours, one hour, two hours. You are still flipping through Instagram, Facebook, um, <laughs> Twitter, reading other people comment. And, uh, you know, so it's to say, I am not going to go into that apart from anything work or something like that. That's it. That's mm. what I'm going to do. So everything you ignore it. And just focus on all of those, um, uh, the, the work that we need to do. But the, that's fasting on its own because you are not paying attention to the things of the world. You are only paying attention to your duty, what you're supposed to get going. So that makes a lot of sense. At times when I'm fasting, when I want to, if it's like a crackdown fast for me that I, I mean, just to take time away, maybe on a retreat or something, I literally lock the phone away. Mm. I lock it away. And I disconnect my iPad from the any anything the internet that can distract me. Because I tell you what, if you get the distraction of the biggest distraction in, 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 in it's not the food, the biggest distraction is that thing you have in your hand, call mm -hmm. phone. That is the number one distraction for anybody. Yeah. 
My, uh, Becky years ago said to me um, on a Friday, I, I think it'd be best if we could just put our mobiles down and not, you know, to turn it off because we want to give time to each other. So in wanting to give more time to my wife on my day off, we don't engage with emails, text messages, messages on Facebook. We, we disconnect, we Sabbath from our device. Yeah. And that means we give each other our full attention. And essentially that's what we're doing in fasting with God. We're choosing to give a deeper attention yeah. Oh God, Look, we've run out of time completely. I find this really helpful. Yemi, thank you uh, for being so inspiring. And I think the challenge for anyone listening to this, one of our listeners, is you know Lent is approaching. Yeah, Lent is a perfect season to fast and to spend some time fasting. Now, traditionally, you give up something for Lent. Why not give up a day and say, God, on, on a day a week, I'm going to fast during Lent just to see what happens. You know, how does my intimacy with you change? Because I fast. If you're working Monday to Friday in a job that is very stressful, you might want to fast on a Sunday or a Saturday. It doesn't have to be Monday to Friday. It could be on a weekend. Take that time. See what happens. See what your relationship with God is like. You know, how more intimate are you with God? Do you know the mind of God at the end of it more than you did before? Be a great thing to do. Uh, for Lent. Yemi, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Such a delight. Thanks, Chris. Bless you. Thank Have you a great day. Bye for now.